0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Julian and GK podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit of a somber one, but also a very necessary one because we had one of the the greats, one of the greats of all time, uh, unfortunately, pass away
1: just about a month ago. We're, we're recording this on February 26th, so it's been exactly one month. And of course, we're talking about the, the great Kobe Bryant.
0: So um, yeah, that's what this episode is going to focus on. Uh, GK, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit? First of all, what you've been up to, and about your thoughts on this topic today.
2: Man, it has just been wow! What a 2020. Yeah. So far, just a lot of a lot, just a lot of legends and passing away already. It's it's hard to grasp. Yeah. From all types, from NBA Commissioner David Stern to 20-year-old rapper Pop Smoke. Yep. You know I'm saying uh, the Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson. Yeah and Janae dubois
1: mm-hmm.
2: kirk douglas yeah
1: man yeah i felt we lost someone else recently too i can't remember who but it's it's been a lot
2: katherine johnson
1: oh yeah yeah
2: yeah all right that's not a good start to the podcast I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah maybe all i guess right. not we'll, we'll leave it in
0: people you'll you'll figure it out people but uh yeah it's it's been uh it's it's been a pretty uh awful start to 2020 uh in terms of the great people we've lost. But the one that just I think impacted us the most and impacted a lot of people around the world is just the the tragic loss of uh Kobe Bryant. And um so I guess GK um I'll start with uh where were you when you found out and uh how, how was your initial reaction? How did you take the news?
2: It was felt like a regular Sunday afternoon for me. It was the night of the Grammys. Yeah. And um, so I was looking forward to just watching that, and then and then I just I just remember my phone. I remember yeah, I remember getting a lot of random texts, and I remember first of all, I remember eerie feeling for a while for like yeah. a few days. And uh, I hate when I have those feelings cause it's not like those feelings always come to fruition. It's just not a great feeling to have. Yeah, but when you have those feelings, you feel kind of helpless, right? Yeah. So then that Sunday happens, and then all of a sudden you get the initial report is that there was a helicopter crash in Calabasas. Yeah. Then it becomes, yo, did you hear about Kobe? Yeah. And then it, it likes me back to 2009 when we got the news about Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I remember the world stopped. Literally, the internet stopped. The internet yeah. froze. And I remember I was in traffic. I was driving my mom somewhere, and I was in traffic, and I found out the old fashioned way. I had it on, I found out on the radio. Wow on the Angie Martinez show, and she, and she said it was confirmed by TMZ. Mm. So this happened back in 2009. So, yeah. of course, who was the first to report the crash and who was in it? TMZ. Mm. Yep. So then I'm like, oh, no, that means this is possibly true. Yeah. Because for worse, they don't get this wrong.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: And then it becomes, oh, no, there are other people in the helicopter. Yeah. Then it became big national news. Now, all of a sudden, Twitter's got it. Um all the mainstream outlets have got it. Uh it's breaking news on ESPN, it's breaking news on CNN. Yeah. Then it becomes Rick Fox was on the plane. Yeah. Then it becomes Rick Fox is not on the plane. Mhm. Then it becomes there were 5 people on the plane. Then it becomes there were 9 people on the plane. And then it becomes one of the people on the plane was his daughter. Yeah. And it was one of the most surreal, shocking Gut punching roller coaster of an occurrence that even in my age, and we've been through a lot. Yeah. And unfortunately, we've seen a lot of uh, great people and public figures go unexpectedly. Yeah. This one hits so different. Yeah. And it still does. Yeah. It's still not real to me. In yeah. a lot of ways, it's not real to me. There yeah. are moments when it's real. The memorial just happened. The public memorial service at Staples Center that that just happened recently. Yeah. The strength that Vanessa Bryant showed, incredible, and speaking first, Mm -hmm. to not only eulogize Kobe but to eulogize her daughter. Yeah. That was real. That I felt. Yeah. There was no surrealness there. Yeah. But and the lot that's happened since there's been there's been the coverage there's been there's been people wanting to make his legacy complicated. Yeah. Gail King interview with Lisa Leslie. There was people's response to Gail King's interview with Lisa Leslie. There was Snoop. Yep. And there was Snoop's angry response. There was uh, Michael Eric Dyson's retort yeah. in defense of her. There was Oprah's crying, saying she has to travel security now. There was Gail's apology between not just his legacy, but but a where this leaves us as a community, as yeah. a black community, mm-hmm. and why this hits us so different. Yeah, and and I I have my theories as to why this hits different. Even though it's 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 been a month, it's this is on some Tupac Elvis type stuff where you know it happened. Yeah, but it's not fully hitting, or you're not fully believing.
1: Yeah, it's like
0: come up with a theory like, nah, this can't be real. He must be hiding out somewhere."
2: And I have my theory. Like real quick, one, mm-hmm. it's because he was so young and invincible. Yes. So that's the main thing. Especially if you're a basketball fan. Yeah. This doesn't happen to basketball fans. Bill Russell's still alive. Exactly. You know, Michael Jordan is still alive. Yeah. So this is this never happened to a player that of that magnitude who was active mm-hmm. or 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 was recently a player. There have been players there have been active players who have passed who have been all stars once or twice. Yeah. yeah. You know, Reggie Lewis, Drossin Petrovic, but they, they weren't five-time champion, 18-time All-Stars, fourth lead scorer in NBA history, the face of the most prominent franchise in basketball, and MVP. They didn't get to that level. Exactly. So there's that aspect to it. And this is the, and this is the aspect that I personally realized. When a player or when an artist retires, Yeah. it is like a death. Yeah. It is like it, especially if you've never met the person personally. Yeah. If it's a person that you've only watched on TV or watched in a live arena, but you've never physically touched or personally met, when they stop playing or when they stop performing, it is a death for you. And, And I can no longer witness and be a part of their creativity. Yeah. So that part of our relationship, our connection is dead. Yeah. So in a way, we said farewell to Kobe in 2016. Mm-hmm. But he said farewell to the game, scoring 60 points. Yeah. Because we knew that we were never going to see him as a player again. And mm-hmm. all these tributes to him have been have been 90% who he was as a player. Yeah. So I think that's part of why this is so hard to accept. Yeah. It's because, in a way, we kind of made peace with mm-hmm. it. Because we didn't know or expect him to have a legacy afterwards. Yeah. And we already know, just based on three more than yeah, just a little over three years, that he was destined to be as successful, if not more successful, in his second act of life. Exactly. And all this to say, there were eight other passengers on that plane. Yep. Which means there were four other families, at least affected directly by this tragedy. And yep. his daughter Gianna. For those who know, for those who paid attention, that was his soulmate. That was his Mambesita. That was his mini me. Yep. That's. That's who brought Kobe back to the game. Mm -hmm. because Kobe had let everything go, and he he had let the Lakers go because the Lakers were extremely frustrated, frustrating for him. And he wanted nothing to do with basketball anymore. He was done. But Gianna loved the game. Gianna asked him to teach her. Gianna inspired him to not only become a coach, but to create a team and to create a league for her and create a Mamba Academy. Yep. For not just her, but for all, for but for young women who are, de- for young women who want to be great in athletics, yep, he did all that mm-hmm. for her. Yep. He saw him in her, mm-hmm. and when you say that, she, there was no doubt in my mind she was going to be the greatest female player of all time. because yeah. you're not going to have a better mentor than Kobe Bryant. Are you kidding yeah, me? Exactly. And by the time she gets there, who knows the the standing. The, the standing of female sports can only be heightened from where it is now. Yeah. So who's to say that her being the best player in the women's game, that that level of stardom and success won't parallel the type of success of some on the men's side? Exactly. What it could have done for the WNBA, what it could have done for, for women's college basketball, what it could have done for women's sports in general. Kobe was empowering women. And if you saw the memorial service, strong women were front and center. Yes. All the performers were women. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. All the first speakers were women yep. Vanessa Bryant, Diana Taurasi, mm-hmm. Sabrina Ionescu, Juno Orema, the coach of the UConn's women's, women's basketball team. Yeah. It was all about the women. Yeah. As a girl dad, he was all about the women, man. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, and yeah, man, it just, and it also brings up a uh, whole other thing of how, why it hits us black people so hard because I this has struck a nerve and a level of heartbreak and it has triggered a whole bunch of outward emotions from some very, very strong men that you did not think could get emotional like that. This is bigger than basketball. This is deeper than the loss of a legend. Michael Jordan. Come on, man. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. who Kobe idolized and modeled his game after. The sight, the mere sight of Vanessa Stepping up on that stage, eulogizing her daughter and her husband in front of 20,000 people in the arena and a worldwide audience. The sight of her giving that speech and getting ready to walk down the steps. And who is the first person to get up and extend his hand to help her down the steps? Michael Jordan. Yep. The guy he emulated. Once you see that sight, once you see that hand hold her hand,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that's like, wow. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. Like, you did it. Yep. And Michael Jordan is well renowned and well known for being a sociopath, being Mm -hmm. overly competitive, being terrible to teammates and opponents. Yep. And being extremely private. Yes. In order to keep that edge. Yep. So by that, you can't have a lot of friends or have people close to you because you can't trust them. Yeah. Your whole life is winning. Yeah. And your whole life is being better than the rest. Yeah. So for someone like Kobe, as a, coming into the NBA as a 17-year-old straight out of high school, mm-hmm. to say that I'm going to be better than him. Yeah. And the first time you play him, you're asking him for advice as you're playing him. Yeah. And Jordan actually gives it to you. Yep. While he advises nobody. Like, the scrolls, the, 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 the keys to success, he kept to himself. Yeah. For Kobe's curiosity and relentlessness and passion to mm-hmm. eventually win Jordan over, not just to the point where he became his mentor, but Jordan became his friend. Yeah. And for Jordan, who was not public and is not emotional, the only time you've ever seen him be emotional is when his father was murdered. Yeah. And then for his 2009 Hall of Fame speech to be the most, what some people say, petty, some people say the realest speech they ever saw. Yeah. Because all he did was just light up haters. All he yeah. did, he, didn't, he wasn't humble. He didn't thank nobody. Yeah. <laughs> he was just taking shots. It was just, yeah. his whole Hall of Fame speech was just, rah, he even invited his high school varsity coach to the Hall of Fame ceremony just so he could talk about, I had to prove that you made a mistake. Yep. And that was it. He didn't say, thank you, coach, for making me better. He said, you made a mistake. <laughs> that was his legacy. And yeah. that was the legacy that he was going to be. If Michael Jordan had passed away, it would be sad. It would be tragic and all those things. But also, you could say he's the greatest basketball player of all time. He's the yeah. greatest shoe salesman of all time. And he's the first black owner of a franchise in any of the major American sports leagues. Yeah, That's his legacy. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do politics. He doesn't do social issues. Nope. He doesn't do any of that. And he definitely doesn't do emotional.
1: No, not at all. And he
2: definitely does not do vulnerable. Nope. But he does do cool. Yeah. And he does, And when he does something, it still means something. Yeah. And for him to step up unexpectedly the way he did at that memorial, for him to cry like that, from yeah. to be so open and raw and 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 vulnerable like that, is something that you don't really expect from. Unfortunately, black men in general, which is very yeah. sad, and that's something you don't expect from him. Yeah, that's what Kobe did to him, and that's what Kobe is doing to us. Mm-hmm. And it's a long-winded way for me to say it. Still, doesn't feel real. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it, man.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you on basically everything you said. It's it was just one of those moments, like you said, and you you compared to when we found about Michael Jackson, which was like also a very surreal moment. But this was just even like like I was home that day, and like you know, I was I was waiting to watch the Grammys, and also the Royal Rumble was that day, so I was going to like I was looking forward to you know watching Royal Rumble, watching some of the Grammys. That was my plan for the day, and I was just uh, sitting down eating lunch talking to my wife. And then I just see this alert on my phone. And, you know, like I get like alerts from ESPN and, you know, all the sports app just to find out like what's going on in the, in the sports world. And I look down and it says Kobe Bryant dead in helicopter crash. And like, I literally picked it up and I just shook my head and I said, nah, that's, that's not real. And I just threw my phone down because I was like, that's stupid. There's no way that that's real. And I kept talking to my wife because I was like, that's, there's no way that that's even possible. But then, like like you said, my phone started blowing up a little bit. I started getting a lot of text messages, uh, like, you know, or like Instagram alerts, like from my friends. And then, like, I, I went onto Facebook and saw all these, like, m- like literally everything was about that. Every website, every, like, even websites that do nothing about sports or, you know, whatever were, we're talking about this. And I just, like, I couldn't believe it. And I was just, like, in a state of shock. And then I told, you know, my wife, and she was like, no, she had the same initial reaction I did. She was like, get out of here with that. There's no way. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, it's like, it's all over Facebook. It's like on every news site, like literally every single one. And then she logged on and saw it. And then so we were just in a state of disbelief for like an hour once the initial news broke. And then We just kept saying, we really just hope his family isn't on there. Because, like like you said, there were so many conflicting reports about who was on it. They were like, oh, Rick Fox was on the plane. Like, you know, all these different stories come about. uh, Like, one story said, like, his entire family was on the plane and, like, all this different stuff. Because, you know, people are always... When something tragic like this happens, unfortunately, there's a lot of news outlets that just like put out whatever just to try and be the first one to break something without having all the details. So there's all these things floating around. But then when official word came out from the people who were actually at the crash scene and all that, and to find out that he lost his daughter, too, that was the thing that hurt me the most. Because losing Kobe is one thing. Like, because, and to lose someone who's a legend, who's still very young, like he's, like, and that's what, he's only 41 years old. He's he's like old for a basketball player, but in life he was still very young. He still had a lot more to do. He won um, an Oscar. He exactly. won an Academy
2: Award 2 years yeah. after
0: retirement. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like he still had so much more and the thing is that he had so much potential of, of of what he could do in his second act of life it's like i really felt like he was but the same way that magic johnson went from being one of the greatest basketball players ever to being this like entrepreneur mogul like who's like a, an owner of like various teams and like just has like you, like opened up movie theaters in low-income neighborhoods and like did all this amazing stuff after he retired magic is known for as much as he did after retirement as he did when he played and I felt like Kobe was headed on that same path. He was going to do just as much in retirement as he did while he was playing. So to have him taken away was already a hard enough blow. But when I found out about his daughter, that's what made me started crying. Because it was a thing where I already felt horrible, but hearing about his daughter just like broke me. Because like, you know, first of all, I'm I'm a dad. So I couldn't even imagine, like in my head, I couldn't imagine being in a scenario like that, like, you know, where you you're... You're being a good father, like you're being a great father. Your, your your daughter was interested in something and you went out of your way to make sure that not like he, he basically the, the ultimate dad. He started an academy for her. He started this whole thing for her being an, a, a great father. And especially in the black community where they always try to like talk crap about black dads. And this there was this black man that was not just doing the the minimum, he was doing the maximum to make sure that his daughter was happy and doing something for her, waking up early on a a Sunday morning to to, to fly her in a helicopter to get her to her game and, and practice and everything on time. And for something so tragic to happen, it just felt like it felt unfair. Why, like, how does this happen to someone who's trying to do good and right by his daughter? And also, and one of my one of my friends that I talked to, he he pointed out, and the reason why I felt like such a gut punch was like, if we lost Kobe, that was one thing. But if Gianna was still here, we knew that she would kind of carry on his legacy. It would be a thing where we lost Kobe, but we have this reminder of Kobe still here with us. But to lose both of them at the same time just felt like unimaginable the, the the level of tragedy that is like I, I like you said you talked about Vanessa Bryant and her strength like I don't I don't know if I could ever like if I lost two of the closest people in my life if I could get up and do what she did it, it's just remarkable courage and remarkable strength to be able to do something like that so it's and, and like you said it's been a month now it doesn't feel it still doesn't feel real and it's just it's like I'm just constantly still thinking about it. With celebrity death, and especially you and I, because you and I, GK, we are wrestling fans. And as wrestling fans, we experience a lot of death for for people that we like and admire. Especially like The wrestlers like from the eighties and the nineties, when like steroids and drugs were like really popular, a lot of them passed away. You had Macho Man and Mr. Perfect, and just like the uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, just like the list goes on and on and on with all these tragedies that happen in wrestling. But it was a thing where none of those deaths or any like other celebrity death has really affected me the way this one has. Like it's been over a month, like like uh, officially a month now, and I still think about it every day and it's still hard for me to grasp because it's just it's it's just not it doesn't comprehend it still doesn't comprehend in my brain. And the thing was when Kobe was playing, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe. Not because I didn't realize he was like a, a great player, it was just that he played for the Lakers, like I was a Knicks fan, I was a fan of other teams. I and like there were some people that I knew who just like I felt overhyped him. I was not the biggest Kobe fan, but this still hit me tremendously hard because it's for someone that great and in his second act of life to be doing so much and to be doing being a good father and to just to have all that taken away so quickly with his daughter in tow, it just it is it's I like I, I don't know. I don't know I honestly don't know when I'm gonna get over it. I don't know if I ever will because it's just it's such a, a, a tragedy It's one of those those celebrity deaths like i used to always think when i was younger and i would see uh, a celebrity died and they would just like be mortified and you know whatever and i'm just like you don't but well, you don't know the person in real life why are you so upset about someone that you don't really know but it's like i i get it now because this this it just it's affected me in a way that i didn't realize it would affect me
2: yeah well oh well, i've realized some of the, I, I i can explain part of it like first of all if you're under 30 this yeah. is the biggest tragic public figure that's ever happened to you, right? Yeah. For yeah. the most part, because Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, all of them—they were—they were great before you got here.
0: Yeah, like you don't—you so, don't realize how you know their name, but you don't have a deep emotional connection to them.
2: Right, and with them, they were already not on the top of the charts anymore. They weren't at the top of their professions anymore. They weren't performing anymore. And with all of them, there was also this hint of. Self-destruction. They all had problems. Yeah. Prince was drugs. Whitney was drugs. Uh, yeah. Michael was killed by his doctor. Yeah. Kobe was perfectly healthy and perfectly normal. Yes. So if anything, the only thing that could probably liken to this is probably maybe like Bruce Lee. Yeah. But that was the 70s. Yeah. Um, and Bruce Lee didn't have a 20-year reign on top before it happened. Exactly. Um, so that's number one. Number two, we're, we're the same generation as Kobe. He yeah. was in high school when we were in high school. Yeah. He started his career. He started his NBA career when he skipped college. When we started skipping college. When he when he became a man, we became men. Yep. When he got married and started having kids, our generation got married and started having kids. And when his body was breaking down and betraying him, yeah. that's the same age that our bodies break down and betray us. Yep. We went through life at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you have that connection too. Yep. And I've always felt that post-Colorado Kobe Mm -hmm. had nothing to lose because Shaq famously said that his goal in the beginning was to be the Will Smith of the NBA, which means I want people to like me. Yeah. Once once Colorado happened, all that was gone. Yep. And that's how the Mamba mentality really began. Mm -hmm. To watch a guy who would fly to Colorado for a trial during the day and then fly to another part of the country for his game that night. And you could only imagine the things that that them road teams, that that crowd would tell him on the court? Yeah. <laughs> and let me tell you, basketball is the most personal of the team sports there is. Hockey, baseball, football, you name it. Because the fans are right on the court with you.
1: Yes. You can, you, have- literally,
2: you can literally hear their thoughts. Like, they could talk about your mom, and you heard it, and your mom heard it. Yep. That's how personal basketball is. hmm So you know he heard it. Yeah. And for him to score over 40 points in nine straight games during that time i'm like okay yeah this dude's different and he didn't care about being liked anymore yeah that dude was just all about the game yeah that's that's when he became like
0: you know the, the kobe that we all know he, he like you said he just didn't care anymore he was like
2: okay you hate me i'm gonna really give you a reason to hate me i'm gonna destroy your team yep that's how you get to score 81 points in a game. That's how you get to score 62 points in three quarters and outscore the best team in the league in three quarters and sit out the fourth. Yep. Before you scored 81 points. Yep. And it's such a weird thing. He didn't he didn't drink. He didn't party. No. He met Vanessa. Vanessa was his first girlfriend. Yep. He met Vanessa when he decided that he wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> and Vanessa was one of the dancers at his music video. That's how they met. Yeah. Like this this is his attention to detail and his attention to he said. To become a great player, you have, to, you have to work out maybe two to three hours a day mm-hmm. hard, right? And if you're really great for having me, you'll, you'll probably do it with two a days. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, me and Kobe, if I wake up earlier than you, say if I wake up at four, I can get a workout in from five to seven. I can get another workout in from 10 to 12. I can get another workout in from two to four and then play the game. Yeah. So everybody gets better in the off season during the summer. If I stick to my schedule and I outwork you like this, it's just it's just simple math. It doesn't matter what you do in the offseason. I know your schedule. So by the time we get back to the court the next season, you're already five years behind me. Hmm. That's Mamba mentality. And I remember I brought it up to somebody. I brought it up to one of my actor friends who used to be an athlete, but then, um, you know, he got concussed out of football. Yeah, but, um, he said. But that's crazy. That's like a, that's like a path to destruction. You can't. I mean, that's what did me in doing two a days and then doing three days. I'm like, yeah, that's what did your body in. Yeah, that would do most bodies in.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: But the Mamba mentality is someone once asked Kobe, "Man, why don't you respect or why why do you dislike people who don't have your work ethic?" Kobe like, not not everyone's gonna have that obsessive, passionate work ethic like you. And he's like, I never said I dislike those people. I said I dislike people who don't have that work ethic, but expect to be great.
0: Mm, yep. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Because yeah. it's like, you, and, and that's the thing. It's like, um, like, like I mentioned before, it's like, I wasn't the biggest fan of Kobe, but I, anytime that I would have discussion back in the day, and people would try to say, Oh, Kobe's not that good. Kobe's a ball haul. Kobe's a this or Kobe's a that. I'm like, listen, I might not like Kobe, but, you got to respect that dude and his work ethic. The dude, like, it just, like, I mean, you know, and you hear all the stories now, like, you know, since he passed away, but it's, like, one of my favorite stories that, like, you know, have been told is uh, when Allen Iverson was just, like, um, you know, when he first met Kobe and Kobe took him out to dinner, like, you know, kind of welcoming him. Like, you know, they were both young and in the league and, like, trying to, like, you know, whatever. He was like, oh, come out with me after the game. We'll go out. And then, mind you, they had a game earlier that day. They went to eat dinner. And then uh, Kobe was like, "Oh, where are you going now?" Allen's like, "Oh, I'm going to the club. I'm going to go party. Where are you going?" Uh, Kobe's like, "I'm going to the gym. Like, and that's they had a game earlier that day. Yeah. And they ate. And Kobe's going back to the gym to practice more. While Allen, like any normal person, any normal person who's at the height of fame and it already did their job for the day. They, he already played the game. The game is over. Mm. They went to have dinner. Any normal person would be like, "Okay, now I'm going to go turn up. I'm going to go party. I'm young. I'm 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 20 years old." This is the time to live it up. Kobe, 20-year-old took Kobe's like, nah, I'm gonna go to the gym. And yep. it's like that work ethic that made him one of the greatest ever.
2: Right. But and that's also adds to the tragedy of this because I've I've seen interviews from like the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, just people who are just willing to sacrifice everything to be great. Yeah. To just outwork you, right? To to the point where I, I think people should realize that. When you make a decision to be that great at something, you've Mm -hmm. also made the decision to not be as great in other things. Yeah. So if you're going to be great at your job, to that degree, you're not going to be as great of a partner. You're not going to be as great of a friend Mm -hmm. because you're not going to dedicate that kind of time. Exactly. That's a decision you've made. Yeah. So with Kobe, what adds to the tragedy of this is he put in a 20-year NBA career that cost him his body. Yep. Almost cost him his marriage twice. Yep. Publicly. Yeah. And he did all that to say, you know what? It's hard now, but I know I'm going to get all this time back on the back end. Exactly. And for it to just be taken away just isn't fair. That's the tragedy. But also on the flip side. If you're looking, if you're trying to find any kind of silver linings in any of this, the body of work and the impact and the influence that he left as a basketball player or during that time, he lives forever. Yeah, definitely. he already yeah. he already put in the work and put in the, the life to become a mortal. Yeah. Before the second act of life. Yeah. And that's the beauty of sports. And that's what people I don't think understand. It's not about idol worship. It's not about you think that these people are better than you or any. It's not even it's not even about that. It's just about sports and art. The success is tangible. Yeah, especially in sports. The people who are great, they are people who have put in the work. And in order for you to be great, you have to perform. You have to competitively perform. So these guys take the shots and they practice these shots to make the shots. And these Mm -hmm. guys make the shots over every obstacle, every competition, no matter what personal ailments or issues they have, no matter where in the world they are. Mm -hmm. That level of dedication, you know, it's not an accident. You know that they made the most out of their gifts, which is what most of us, unfortunately, don't do. That's where the respect comes from. That's where the admiration comes from. Is that they are they are public figures, meaning that their lives their lives that are just that are like our lives. They they have families, they have careers, their success, their legacy, their ability to move up in their profession, their ability to provide for their families. All that is for is it's public. Mm-hmm. When they mess up at their job, when they mess up in their lives, they have to have public press conferences with the media about it. Yep. And when they falter, when they make these mistakes, they make these mistakes live in front of millions of people worldwide. Yep. And every time they go out there to perform, they risk that. That's where the admiration comes from. Yep. That's what's transcendent about artists and athletes. Exactly. And and to even go further, did you see the people that were at that memorial? Did you see ESPN, CNN, Mm -hmm. E! News? It wasn't just NBA TV. Yeah. Doing it live? Did you not see the mural that happened immediately after the news? Yep. Did you not see what? Was, come on, Magic, Kareem, Shaq, J. Lo, A. Rod, Jay Z, Beyonce, Bill Russell, even Kanye and the Kardashians, D. Wade, Gabriel yep. Union, Michael Phelps. Yep. Queen Latifah, Spike Lee, Steph Curry, Mike Tyson was there. Yep. And that's just who I saw. That's just who I saw on the camera. Exactly. It, it's like it's, it's like the, the
0: impact that he left is just like it's it's uh it, it can't even be described because it's just like it he stretched so many places like the fact that you saw murals being made for him in like the philippines and like just random places all over the world where you wouldn't even think that they like you know care about basketball much less that they like idolize someone like you know like kobe but that's just showed the the impact that he had and it's 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 I mean, it's truly astounding. And like you said, that's like the only like the the only solace to taking this horrible tragedy is like it truly showed like the the level and like how important like Kobe is to people. Like I I know like people now that like we're we're huge Kobe fans and they they, straight up, they, they, they feel like a family member passed away. They just feel like they feel like an emptiness
2: because this is how much this man meant to them. We've said this before. We said this before about public figures and celebrities. Mm hmm. When you take the time out of your weekly and daily routines to turn on that TV or, or, or go to that website or go to that app to take in content from other people, yeah. when that becomes your routine, they become a part of your life. Yes. That's the connection that people just don't understand. So if you are a sports fan, or if you follow a team, or you follow a player, or you follow a league, mm-hmm. these people are a part of how you spent the time of your life. Exactly. It's, it's just that simple of a connection. And also, Kobe was brilliant. It wasn't just on the basketball court. He was highly intelligent. He was yeah. fluent in at least three languages, mm-hmm. which helped him cross over to, he's also very popular in Asia. Yeah. Not just Europe, because he spent his formative years in Italy. Yeah. But he spoke fluent Spanish once he knew that he was going to L.A. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the rare times where, as a New Yorker, it's hard for me to do. That's one of the rare times I'm going to give L.A. a lot of credit. Yeah. And I'm going to give the city of Los Angeles a lot of condolences. Because as much as we felt that we lost someone, Kobe was theirs. Yes. Kobe was their hero. Yeah. Kobe was their boy who became a man who became immortal and repped them the entire time. He became Los Angeles. Yep. He became the Lakers. Make no mistake about it. LA has Hollywood, of course. LA has the Dodgers. LA has now multiple football teams. They have soccer teams. They have the Kings. They have the Clippers. Mm -hmm. LA is a Lakers town. Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. And they love Kobe so much that when LeBron went there, they didn't even accept LeBron.
0: Yes. LeBron, like, probably will go down as one of the top three players of all time. And they were upset. They felt like LeBron's cup. They're like, "This is Kobe's turf." Mind you, Kobe was already retired at this point. One of the greatest players in the game coming to your team, and there were Laker fans that were legitimately mad about it because they felt like you're
2: trying to undermine Kobe's legacy. And that adds to the shock. This happened the morning of January twenty sixth. Do you remember what happened a few hours before that? The night of January twenty fifth. Oh my god! It's that. That's what made it more surreal.
0: And and like. It, the the fact that LeBron passes Kobe on on the uh, all time uh, scoring list, and then the very next day Kobe passes away
2: is it, it's just is is it's unfathomable. And Kobe tweeted public congratulations to LeBron mere hours before, mere hours before, mere minutes after LeBron achieved it, and yep. mere hours before the helicopter crashed. And and this is something that I've been that I've been meaning to ask you for you know a few weeks now. Because for four years now, mm-hmm. I've held strongly that one of the greatest things I've ever seen was Kobe's final game. Yeah, and I explain it because it's every it's every cliche and everything that's good and triumphant about life personified mm-hmm. in his performance in that game. Yeah. Leave all out in the field. Live today, like there's no tomorrow. Tomorrow's not promised. This is like that. That's what that game encapsulates by yeah. shooting 50 shots scoring 60 points and you, and they needed all 60 to win the game yeah to me that was a life lesson mm-hmm. to you it was something else yeah at the time yeah but now we have retrospect mm-hmm. not the retrospect of what happened on january 26th but just general three years four years have gone by retrospect yeah. And things have changed. You you are now a girl dad yourself since then. Yes. So now, to you, who's already said that you were not a Kobe fan for the most part. Yeah. Tragedy aside, now how do you view his career, his mentality, that last game now?
0: So now, his career, I still... I, and even before, like, the tragedy, I felt like he had one of the greatest careers ever. Like, to win five NBA championships to win an MVP award to like, you know, be consistently one of the top three players in the league. At any given time, and he went through multiple errors. He went through the era with Jordan. He like when Jordan was like on his last legs. He went through the era with Tim Duncan. He went through the era like you know with uh, LeBron when LeBron came. Like he went through the era with like Harden and and Curry and like all that. So throughout all that time, like up until like maybe his last like two or three years, he was consistently a top three player. So I, I always give him props for that. Like I always think that, like he his his legacy is always going to be as one of the greatest players that, that ever lived because it's just true. His his mentality, his work ethic, like all amazing. With all that said, I still feel like his last game was ridiculous, <laughs> and that, that's something that's never going to change for me. Despite the tragedy, I still feel like it's a thing where, uh, like you know, his legacy is going to live forever. But I still feel like putting up fifty shots in in one game, it was like. To me, that last game was, it was two things. Yes, it was like showing like a legend going out on top and like doing it on his own terms. But it also exemplified a lot of the main critiques against Kobe throughout his career. Like, you know, that he's not a team player, that he doesn't make his teammates better, that he doesn't, and that game kind of encapsulated that. So it's like, I feel but like- they won! They won the game! They won the game, but that doesn't, if, you, if your man is shooting 50 shots- and they win, like you know, they barely win the game. But it's he like- made twenty-four out of the
2: out of the fifty shots. Can we give him some credit here?
0: okay, so he, he made he made almost half. So yes, that that is good. On his but- last
2: legs, literally his last legs, bro. Do you but not remember I- do you not remember that 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 wasn't even supposed to be the game of the night? Golden yeah. State was going for seventy-three and nine to become the all time winningest team, beating oh, yeah. six bulls at the same time. Yeah.
0: Nobody cared, but I already knew that. The thing is, I watched Kobe's last game, and I and like I said, I wasn't even a Kobe fan, but I was like, "This is Kobe's last game." He's he like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him, he's one of the greatest players ever. I got to watch this. And then while I'm watching the game, yeah, I was impressed with like the shots he was making and the fact that he was like still like you know able to have like be not not just competitive, but be like the best player in the game at this late stage in his career. But also while I'm watching the game, I'm just, like, shaking my head a little bit because there were times that someone was obviously open, and he had, like, three people on him, and he would do, like, the Kobe fadeaway, and he was making it, but I was just like, pass the ball!
2: Who's he going to pass it to? Nick Young? Jordan Clarkson? Who's he going to (laughs) pass it to? Who's he going to pass it to? Do you not remember? Do you not remember the teams that they gave him those last couple years? Yes, he had he did have an awful team,
0: but my thing is, in that role, in those last few years, it, it was to mentor this, this these young guys, and instead he kind of went like, "Okay, all you guys suck compared to me, so I'm just going to take over." And it's like, no, you have to mentor these young people because they're they're the future of the Lakers. You're on your way out. They're the
2: future, but it's true. He was right. And come on, you what that's one thing i I will never waver. but what better example what more inspiring sports performance have you seen you haven't seen one since then i mean
0: i mean i haven't seen one since then like i feel like Derek jeter's last game was a little bit more inspiring than kobe's last game oh man he he hit a walk off he hit a walk off to win the game it it doesn't it doesn't get any better than that And, and 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 so i just feel like Yes, I get what you're saying with, with Kobe's last game. But I feel like Kobe's last game, it's, 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 uh, it could be viewed in both ways. Like, I get your perspective, and I don't disagree with your perspective. I get it. He, he was, like, on his last legs, and he's going out fighting, and he's showing that he's still a champ, and he's still, like, you know, going to will his team to victory and do whatever he needs to do to, to, to make that team win. And with the your Mamba. Brother, you said it. Yeah. He was
2: trash. He was trashed his last couple years in the league. Think about it. He, yeah. he was having probably the best season of his career in his 16th season at 30, uh, 17th season at 34 years old. Yes. And then he ruptured his Achilles and made yes. in the game and, and shot two free throws. Yep. Come on. No. And, th- and that's the thing. And that's why I say I I'll always respect. Came back in nine months and then tore his rotator cuff and was out for another nine months. And for yes. those of you who've had major injuries and surgeries. hmm I know I've had, I've had more than one and you age on top of it, man, there's nothing that's going to slow you down like injury, surgery, and long recoveries. You're not the same. Of course not. You're never better. You're never, it's never going to be better. And it's never going to be the same. Like your natural, pure, unharmed body. Yes, man.
0: So I, I get all that and I, and trust me, like I agree with you about his career, I agree with you about the mom mentality. The, when he ruptured his Achilles and he went to the free throw line and hit those two free throws, that's still one of the most courageous things I've ever seen in any sporting event. Like, so don't get me wrong. I, res- I respect the hell out of Kobe. I think he was a phenomenal player. Phenomenal, uh, like, just awe-inspiring and you can see it by all the memorials and and how much people he touched the fact that and quick because we, we have to get out of here quick uh soon but one more thing i wanted to touch on is the fact that they still had nba games that night the night that he, he passed away was just like a crazy decision by the nba those players like literally just had nothing but red eyes and looked like they've been crying all day like i feel like all games should have been canceled like that's just my little side note um like about that whole thing because like I don't even know how they functioned to play a basketball game after that because it was just like a lot of these people personally knew Kobe. Kobe didn't have a lot of close friends, but they still knew him. They still talked to him. They still hung out with him. They still practiced with him. They still played against him. So it was uh, like a poor decision on my part, in my yeah. opinion, by the NBA.
2: I think the NBA as a league regrets that. Yeah. But I'm going to give a lot of credit to the players for yeah. – not not for playing the game. Yeah. But I think it was Toronto. Whoever came up with the tributes for the twenty four second violation. Yeah. And then the eight second violation. Yes. To honor hit both his jersey numbers.
0: Yes. Yeah. I thought that was like uh th- that's that's one of the, the best sports moments. That's I mean, when we have our jammies at the end of the year, that's probably gonna be one of my best That was best great and quick thinking. Yes. It, it it was, and it was, like, a, a fitting tribute, and, and it worked out perfectly. And I must say that although the NBA, like, completely gaffed that night by having all these players who were obviously distraught play, I will say that the, the stuff that they have done for Kobe in the meantime, like, during All-Star Weekend and the memorials and the tributes, like, you know, since then have all been spot on and have really, like, um, you know— um Shown a light on the legacy of this man and how important he was to the game so i will give them props there because they really like made everyone i mean everyone already knew it but if you didn't know it you knew that this man that passed away was one of the greatest ever to play the game
2: and let's just be clear with people we're not this is not to canonize him this is not to i mean we're clearly disagreeing on stuff this is not to say that he was perfect no but none of us are yeah if you want to make the point that you can't talk about kobe without talking about colorado yeah um but also i know of plenty of other people public figures and people personally that were in similar situations Mm -hmm. who didn't atone for anything yeah he did yes and he did publicly exactly and when something like that happens the only person that he truly has to answer to is his wife Exactly. Thank you. And that, thats how, how I felt. I feel like
0: he had his day in court. The court, like, thought, thought it one way. Like, he's he's a free man, an innocent, proclaimed an innocent man, and that's what it is. Like, and I get it. Like, and I'm not I'm not here to defend the the legal system or the justice system. I know, especially as a black man in America, I know that the justice system a lot of times gets it wrong. But I feel like in this scenario like they they went through the evidence they went through everything that was presented and they decided that he like you know um he did not go to the level that was originally stated so he was able to to stay a free man beyond that once that verdict came out and once it became a thing where he's like he's free he's innocent he's allowed to play that's between him and his wife like and I get it like you know people are going to have their opinions on him because like that's that's the world that we live in especially when you're a public figure and while he was alive sure you want to like, you know, whatever. But the man died. The man didn't just die. The man died with his daughter. Like, show a little bit of respect is all I'm saying. It's like, for people to be coming out with pieces like immediately that it wasn't even 24 hours. And they're like, oh, but Kobe wasn't perfect. Kobe had and I'm just like, the man just died with his daughter. I'm not saying you can't ever talk about this ever. But just like the family's still grieving. And you're putting out news articles to get hits about how Kobe wasn't perfect and had a history. We all know that. But it's like at some point you have to – he wasn't currently on trial. That trial happened literally like over 15 years ago. It's like you, you have to – like it, it wasn't current news was my point. So to bring it back up the day after he died just felt like trash journalism in my opinion.
2: Right. and look And look who he's been and how he's been for the last 15 years. Exactly. And who he was 15 years ago was still a kid. Yes. So it's, and again, it's not even to defend whatever happened that night. We're not doing that either. No. It's, it's just about, we all, we all learn things, unfortunately, the hard way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's all about what do you do with it from there. Exactly. We all get knocked down. But then there is something to be said when you pick yourself back up yep. and you do better and you become better. And you show better than what knocked you down. Yeah. I thought we were still a society that awards redemption. Exactly. I thought we are still a society that overall, you've done more good. You've left this world a better place. You've made this world a better place more than you have it. Yeah. I mean, to me, I still think that that should override everything else. Exactly. With anybody. Yep. So that's this it hits different, yeah, and it's hit many people different and my you know my best friends called me, yeah my family called me, yeah my acting coach called me, yeah, wow, yeah. it's not even that your basketball fans or Kobe fans like you know, yeah, you know, and yeah. those who don't know it's like okay, now I know, yeah, now I know that you know you're not you're not my inner circle. You're not. You're definitely not of mentality. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But tragedy has a weird way of unifying people. Yeah. has a weird way of sifting and filtering out the people who you ultimately don't need. Yeah. Um, it's a. It's a. It's a reset. It. It reminds you. It. It reminds you what's truly important and what you truly want and what and what you're truly trying to do. Yeah. In the time that you got. Hmm. And Kobe did more in 41 years than, unfortunately, most of us do.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: In over 100 years. Yeah. And, and it's not to disrespect anybody. It's uh, Back when we were growing up, the slogan was Be Like Mike. Yeah. And what Mike represented was somebody great and somebody cool, but ultimately someone you didn't know. Yeah. And what you later find out, it was by design. You later found out that it was someone who really didn't want to know you. It was yeah. a, someone who, who enjoyed and, and reveled in the responsibility of what it means for you to know him. Yeah. Now, as a black man in America, especially in that time in America, for the most recognizable, most likable public figure on the planet, to be a six-foot-six, dark, bald black man is one of the greatest accomplishments I can think of. Yes. <laughs> yes. But you, you just saw the fittest product. You saw what he did on the court and what he put on. Mm -hmm. You saw the custom suits. You saw the rehearsed way to talk. You saw how the media protected him. Yeah. You never saw him. Yeah. And I'm going to give Kobe and I'm going to give this younger generation a lot of credit for just this one thing. Mm-hmm. yeah it's social media yeah everybody's in their feelings yeah, everybody's putting everything out there more than they probably should depending on your perspective yeah and yeah it leads to things like entitlement and this like warped concept of reality of reality and working towards something to get it yeah but kobe is someone from that generation who was as ambitious as a young person but put in the old school work yeah and you saw it yeah you saw someone who went from not destined to be great, become great, mm-hmm. and all still with a chip on his shoulder. You yeah watched him, knowing that he was still that he was still trying to gain some sort of acceptance from someone or something or from somewhere. There was never a point where Kobe, where you felt like Kobe was the king, and he felt just like okay, I'm gonna chill on the throne. Yeah. So it is no disrespect to Michael Jordan, and I think this Kobe memorial actually gave him an opportunity to show himself. Yeah. If I'm someone who's even like qualified to give any lessons about anything, I would like to think that speaking of from someone who I thought the key to life and the key to success is to get people to like you. Mm -hmm. There's also a a saying that says you can't please everybody. Yeah. True. So the key to life and even the key to success is being real. Yeah. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing because we're all going to be different. It's Mm -hmm. about when I see you, when I talk to you, when I shake your hand, when I look you in the eye, I get a feeling that who you say you are, you actually are. Yeah, that's greatness. That's success. That's
1: yeah. transcendence.
2: That's what relates on a macro and micro level. That's Kobe. Mm-hmm. I am. I, there's no shame from me to say that I want to be like Kobe Bryant. Yeah, agreed. I feel
1: like that's uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect way to cap off this uh, this podcast because, uh, yeah, you you said it all, man. His mentality, his work ethic, the striving to be the best, it's like that's, that's who we should all try to model ourselves after. Like not being complacent and all, always wanting to be the best. So yeah, being like Kobe.
2: I agree. Do what you say, say what you mean. If you want it, do what you got to do to get it. Yeah, agreed, man. And uh, well, yeah. We can all come on probably one hand the people who actually say it, believe it, and when you hear them say it, you actually believe them. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, your loved ones, the people you love the most, mm-hmm. tell them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I will say after this, I hugged my my daughter and my wife a little extra tightly because this this just like put into perspective how fragile life is and how quickly it could be gone, because. You know, the like, like we we touched upon earlier, he just congratulated LeBron for passing his record. He thought, okay, I'm just gonna you know go with my daughter. We're gonna do our thing. We're gonna go play, and then just like that, and in, in the blink of an eye, his life was gone, and so was his uh, poor daughter's life. So it's hug your loved ones. You know, life is so fragile. You never know what could happen in the blink of an eye. But we have to, while we're here, we got to make the best of it, and. Live by that Mamba mentality.
2: Yeah, and if you can't do it together, then figure out how to do it yourself. Exactly. Well, I'm also going to say this one last. And I'm, not, and I'm not going to say something like it's an incredible opportunity or anything like that, but mm-hmm. I find it hard for people to not want to root for LeBron James at this point. Yeah. LeBron, I've never seen a public figure who has done... Little to no actual wrong. Be so scrutinized and so hated during your time of greatness in your field. Yeah, it's true. He, If he's going to be a king, if he's going to be a goat, and it's going to be in, in, an, in an unquestioned way, it's not even about basketball anymore. Look at all the great things that he's done for Northeast Ohio, that i promised school, and now just gave his, his whole, not only did he give his kids a school, but now he's giving them a free college education. He's going to pay for all their college tuitions. Yeah. And take care of their families with food programs and and and, and bikes and transportation and, and 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 technology. He gets it. Yeah. Maybe he didn't always get it, but even when he didn't get it, he really wasn't harming the world. Yeah. When he came to LA, he signed up to become a king off the court. Yeah. I'm going to set up my empire. I'm going to set up my family. I want to I be. I want to be a king amongst. I want to be a king amongst the other kings and queens in the world. Yeah. But when the real king of L.A. left, yeah. no one is qualified to, to, to pick up that burden. No mm-hmm. one is qualified to lead. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is the only one yeah. who is qualified enough, who is credible enough, who is strong enough and aware enough mm-hmm. to lead this league, to lead this game, to save that city. Yeah. And to show us what real leadership and real kingdom is. Yeah. And I don't understand why people would root against that. Yeah. So, so I'm wishing the best for LeBron James. Yeah. I always have, but now that you have said that I'm gonna, I know that it has to be me mm-hmm. to take on your legacy, take on your franchise, your city. Yeah he's the only one who's built for that big of a task. Exactly. So I don't know whether he's going to succeed or whether he's not going to succeed, but I don't understand how you cannot root for someone who is willing to take that on. Because he didn't have to. He could have ran from it. Yep. So LeBron from a yeah. New Yorker, from a man, like, yo, we got your back, man. Yeah. Good luck. Your
0: heart's definitely.
2: in the right place.
0: Yep, definitely. And uh, yeah, just uh, my final point on on like uh, what you just said, I'm a Knicks fan. My Knicks are out of it. Obviously, we're both Knicks fan. So this year, I will be rooting for the Lakers. Like this, like I, I want to see them do this and do it for Kobe. So we'll see how it shakes out. This is going to be a very competitive year. But I like out of all the teams that I believe are going to be in the playoffs, that's the team that I'm going for because it it's you know something like this happens is this is something that the city of LA needs it because they're hurt. They're heartbroken we're all heartbroken, but especially them, and I feel like they need a win, and that that'll be you know so I'll be watching and I'll be rooting like I've never been a Lakers fan in my life, but this year I will
2: be yeah for those of you who don't understand why people look up to public figures athletes whatever it is watch watch LeBron James yeah, and you'll get it exactly all right man
0: any uh final final words before we wrap this up?
2: nah that was it just uh. Just, uh, I'm sorry for the Bryant family and for the, and for the other families. Yes. And, uh, man, just, uh, people who I love, just, you know, I love y'all, man. And just, I hope that, uh, you guys will spread that love to your loved ones and just hope that you realize that we get further personally and as a people more with positivity than negativity. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, with, if, if there's room for everybody to eat. Yeah, man. exactly. You know, so let's all just live our best lives while we can. Yeah, I agree, man.
1: I agree. So, yeah, once again, um, you know, rest in peace, Kobe, Gianna, all the, the um, people that were lost. Condolences to, to all their families. And, um, yeah. And but, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Kobe Dean so, Brian, thank you. Yes.
0: So that'll wrap up this episode of the Julian and the GK podcast. I know it was a somber one, but hope you guys uh, reflected on Kobe with us and uh, got some, you know, brought some good memories and uh, like, you know, while we reflect on him. So uh, and
2: hit us up. If you have, if you still have things that you want to get out of your mind and get off your chest to, you know, share about him and, you know, what happened and what has happened, just, you know, hit us up at Julian and GK on Instagram. Yep. Uh, I'm at GK Williams NYC on Instagram. Yep, and
0: I'm uh, at JulesXMW XMW on Instagram. So uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know how this affected you. Uh, your favorite Kobe memory? Anything like that? So we're we're all like you know like GK says all the time. We're all in this together. We're all grieving together, and like you know sharing stories of the people important to us that we lost is how we uh, continue their legacy. So it's it's always important. Yep. Yeah. So uh, for uh, GK. This is uh, Julian, Jamaican Alpha.
1: Uh Mamba forever.